0: good morning and welcome to the you interview podcast i'm eric mears the host and today we're lucky enough to have ida rodriguez uh, who is one of the comedic stars of they ready a new netflix uh comedy special presented by tiffany haddish uh so ida thank you very much for joining us today
1: thank you for having me i'm so grateful to be here
0: um so, first off, uh, tell us a little bit about what fans can expect from the Netflix special.
1: The Netflix special, mine is dedicated to the people who raised me, dedicated to my family, um, those people who are considered derelicts and undesirables of society that are like my Wizard of Oz family. You know, my grandmother's my Annie M, my uncles have been my, you know, the scarecrow. My uncle Raymond was my scarecrow. And my mom was the Wicked Witch of the East and the West, depending on which day it was. So um, the, the special is just dedicated to those people who made me who I am. And in all of their imperfection, um, they created something special. And I want to make sure that they're not forgotten because in the eyes of other people, they're just a, st- a statistic.
0: Sure, sure. Now, uh, the special is presented by Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Uh, now, that, that, she seems like a lot of fun. She is. Uh, well, she says uh, in the, the promo video for the special that she has a relationship with all the comedians. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship to Tiffany?
1: She and I are very good friends. We've been friends for many years. Uh, she's one of my best friends in comedy. And in life, we're just good friends. We've been friends for over a decade. Um, we've always encouraged each other. We talked through a lot of stuff together. She's been doing stand-up longer than I have, so she was sort of a mentor to me. Um, so we just spent so much time um, on the phone, a lot specifically in the mornings when I was driving my kids to school. She's always been there for me and giving me you know, the, the words, tell, teaching me how to make this a job as opposed to just something that I was doing.
0: Uh, what's the best piece of advice she's given you?
1: Uh, don't pay to do comedy. You know, you, when you go do jobs for free and people, um, you are, you, pay, you use your own gas and your own time and you go there and it, that's you paying for the comedy. So you make sure people respect your work and pay you for it.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, what was it like for you to see her sort of blow up? become so huge and you know kind of overnight like
1: that it was great it was awesome to see her grow up I got jealous um, I did get jealous a lot of people lie but I got jealous for several for different reasons like I wasn't jealous that she made it yeah. I always knew that she would I got jealous I saw her do a video with Taylor Swift and I was so jealous because I was like <laughs> that's my friend what are you doing with her like you know like her she just was launched into this stardom into the world of celebrity and then everybody wanted a piece of her and I was yeah. like I felt like she's mine yeah now I got to share her with even more people
0: yeah Do uh, you have like a moment with her that was like the most funny memorable moment that you've had with Tiffany
1: yes Tiffany yeah. got um, uh, got me one day and we went to this <laughs> this facility where they do like colonics and they do oxygen treatments. <laughs> And she got me to get oxygen blown into my vagina. And it was, she was like, it's going to kill all the bacteria. And it was, uh, we went in and it was like these oxygen treatments, but I did not know that it was going to be in my vagina. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, and then the funny thing, it was like we did this whole holistic thing. And then we went and ate fried fish and shrimp with french fries. <laughs> so it was just a funny day because we went and did all this uh, homeopathic stuff. And then we went and ate fried fish.
0: Wow. <laughs> so let's get back a little bit to your comedy. Um, you said it's a lot about your family and mm-hmm. growing, you grew up in Florida, right? Yeah, Miami. Uh, so tell us a little bit, like what what's, where did you find the humor in that?
1: You know, the thing is that when, when you, um, suffer traumas, you have two choices. You can laugh about it or cry about it. Right. And I just decided ever since I'm an, I'm the oldest child and I've always had a sensibility of an older soul. I'm just like, I would think, you know, I got kidnapped by people who love me. Like my grandmother stole me from my mother to give me a better life. There are people who get kidnapped to get human trafficked. You know, like for me, it's always been about perspective. And I've so been aware of everybody else's issues that I'm like, okay, this happened to me, but it happened to a lot of other people. So what if I tell the story, put some jokes into it, and release some people from shame? Yeah. You know, and and that's what it was about for me is taking the hard stuff to talk about and finding the funny in it to make it relatable to other people.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the hardest thing about doing stand-up?
1: The hardest thing about doing stand-up is everything that happens when you're not on stage. You know, stand-up is the magic. When you're on stage, that's the sanctuary. That's where you just get to live in the art and suspend your thought about everything that's going on. The horrible thing about stand-up is when you step off the stage to they're not enough women in the lineup. You're not getting paid enough. Um, they don't want to book minorities. They don't want to let you book your people. You know They don't want to have two women on the show. Like That's the stuff about stand-up that I hate, but stand-up is my getaway from everything that makes me unhappy, and for those minutes that I'm on stage, it's just me and the, and the people, and there's nothing like that.
0: Yeah. And watching the promo for the, the series, um, Tiffany really talks about how it's giving some sort of unsung voices their chance to, to, to hear their humor. Uh, what do you feel about that, about about how comedy treats uh, minority women?
1: You know, I think comedy treats all comedians bad, right? Mm. You're not good until, you don't matter until you matter, right? Yeah. So. Not to take away from anybody else's journey because I'm sure there are a lot of white guys who do comedy who've gotten beat up by comedy because a lot of times the industry beats your confidence out of you. You know, they just remind you that you're nothing until you're something. So, but there's an extra journey for women and people of color and women of color you know and so that's undeniable you look at lineups you go online and you look at the lineups of all the comedy show clubs across the country and you look at the people that they're bringing you seldomly see women especially women of color and Latinas are like they're like four or five of us who headline now so um you know comedy can be brutal and a lot of times the People are demanding the stories across the board, right? Not just in stand-up, but now the people. And not just people of color. White people are, like, tired of white people, right? White people are tired of white people. White people were like, we want to see something else. We've seen this already. So I think that... The demand for, you know, different stories and different point of views is there now, thanks to the internet, thanks to people who are, you know, the millennials who are leading the charge. They don't want to see the, they're tired of the status quo, and they're, they're tearing down all the walls, and they're going out there and saying, this is not enough. So, yeah, comedy can be really brutal to comedians. You're no, you, until you start making them money, they don't care about you.
0: Hey, Ida, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the You Interview podcast. Uh, Everyone go out and watch uh, They Ready, which is uh, streaming right now on Netflix. You Interview podcasts are hosted by Eric Mears and produced by Zoltan Lucas. Thank you for listening.